Welcome to Voices of ASEAN, a platform built for you where we connect shakers and movers of this region to one another. Business, lifestyle, people, perspectives, news, and the soul of the people from all over Southeast Asia. Good evening, everyone. My name is Beatrice and welcome to another episode of Voices of ASEAN. Following our partnership with the Dubai Chamber of Commerce and Industry, today I'm really pleased to welcome Omar Khan, Director of International Offices of the Dubai Chamber, the agency responsible for creating the inaugural Global Business Forums. Omar Khan is responsible for leading the development and management of Dubai Chamber's international offices across Asia, Africa and Latin America. He has successfully held leading positions within the Dubai Chamber including representing the organization on trade facilitation. Global Business Forum ASEAN is the first platform of its kind centered on opening trade and investments between the UAE and the ASEAN region. And today, we invite Omar Khan to shed light on why ASEAN was the next step in a series of Global Business Forums. So, joining me live from Dubai, here is Omar Khan. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Beatrice. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to have you on the show. So, Omar, tell us more about the Global Business Forums and your role as the Director of International Offices in their development. Well, thank you very much. Uh, well, the, the Global Business Forum, is, uh, ASEAN especially, this edition is very important because it's, it's an inaugural one. As you saw, there will be so many different sessions, people from 50 countries, yeah. Uh, 500 attendees and uh, this is also to reiterate our commitment as Dubai uh, as being a global uh, business logistics mm -hmm. and financial hub um, to 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 commit to our connectivity mm -hmm. whether it's physical or it's in the mental uh, mm -hmm. uh, awareness of business communities around the world yeah. um, so we have we have in the past 10 years looked at many different emerging markets as Dubai Chamber mm -hmm. and we have looked at uh, diversifying our portfolio of export and import destinations. This always keeps our business community and their partners around the world at a competitive advantage. So we started a long time ago with ASEAN. We've looked also at the Eurasia region, mm -hmm. and we've done also the, we're doing the upcoming also Latin American uh, uh, Global Business Forum, but mm -hmm. ASEAN has been on our mind and on our radar. Our countries, our ministries are talking to each other. They are mm -hmm. looking at ways to improve uh, our trade and our connectivity and bilateral relationships from a, um, a reactive one where we've mm -hmm. seen traders come to our exhibitions and vice versa to actually one where we put some enablers uh, on the ground. And of course, mm -hmm. the first and, and the biggest thing we want to do is sort of plant a flag and say and send a big signal up in the sky to tell our, our, our brothers and sisters in ASEAN mm -hmm. that we are very much interested in that gap where we have you know, India on one side and China on, on yeah. you know on the other side. There are there is a huge manufacturing, service, uh, uh, labor, expertise market, construction, yeah. real estate. There's so much that ASEAN can provide, and yeah. it's a powerhouse also of you know manufacturing, from from the simplest to the most advanced. And I think sometimes it's like I said, the relationship has been a little bit. Um, reactive and uh, and now we sort of want to nurture that. And mm. step one is to do. Uh, the Global Business Forum for, uh, for ASEAN, yeah. our inaugural one. And then also as plans, of course, we intend as Dubai Chamber to set up a few offices in the region to expand our international offices 
that are now all over the world to also include uh, at least two to three nations in ASEAN. Mm. So it's it's a it's a starting point. It's a very strong kickoff point and a strong message that Dubai Chamber is sending, inshallah, mm. in the 8th and 9th of December. And then I think the relationship will flourish. And why I say we will put offices there as well. So mm-hmm. once all the interest is raised, once the macro information and the B2Bs happen, uh, we want uh, we want the momentum to continue. Mm-hmm. We want to have a team on the ground so I can say FYA, for your action. Mm-hmm. So we put steps to move closer, mm-hmm. to understand the different parts of each country in ASEAN, the different enablers, the contribution mm-hmm. that they can uh, they can give. And then, uh, and then sort of to transmit that to 270,000 members that Dubai Chamber has mm, in its business yeah. community. Yeah. Do you have any statistics of how much business is ASEAN collectively as a region doing in Dubai and vice versa? Uh, yes, yes, we do. I mean, uh, in, in terms of also the business community, we do have about 3,000, uh, uh, 300 and, and something uh, uh, and change of, of uh, companies and which is a quite strong presence. 2,000 of them mm-hmm. are from the Philippines. Then we have 568 from Singapore and mm-hmm. 270 uh, mm-hmm. from Malaysia and 139 from Asia. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, we've had between 2011, 2020, we've had about $224 billion worth of trade, averaging uh, about $22 billion um, per year. Most recently, that's the figure. So I think if you look at that and you look at the continent of Africa, we are now trading about 50 billion in the COVID mm-hmm. year. It's mm-hmm. been the highest. So uh, with ASEAN, it's 22 billion. It's almost so that's, that's Yeah, and, and, and I think we are, for, for both regions, we are just scratching uh, yeah. the surface of that. Yeah, so much more opportunities, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's, um, there's so much that is actually happening in terms of trade. But I think... Uh, from my experience on behalf of Dubai Chamber, when you travel, when you engage, and when you understand the different locations, provinces, states of whether it's Africa, India, or nations in ASEAN, mm-hmm. you really get a different idea of what's really on the ground. And yeah. I think that's why it's important that we connect here yeah. and we connect on the ground as well. Absolutely. Because businessmen will always say this, tell me something I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> So, and that's our job as well. That's our job to learn as much as possible and to transmit it to the right people where mm-hmm. we also would like to see investments go both ways. Mm-hmm. We would like to also see investments uh, come through Dubai and through the UAE and into ASEAN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we are a very good platform to showcase products, mm-hmm. brands, capabilities, know-how, yeah. again, uh, you sometimes make it in Dubai or established in Dubai, yeah. and then you you can create a, a, a full wave of interest that goes yeah. back uh, to the HQ. And also, I think you are so uh, beautifully positioned, you know, as a gateway to the rest of GCC. And I think a lot of ASEAN businesses and entrepreneurs look at it that way, like through Dubai as a, as an entry point to North Africa to the rest of GCC. You you get that from a lot of um, the businessmen talking to you especially the one from ASEAN? Well, well absolutely. Um, I always say this. I, I, I was just speaking to a delegation from uh, from Mexico in a state called Jalisco, mm-hmm. uh, where I said, look, if you look at Africa, there has been a relationship with many companies from historical ties or post-colonial mm-hmm. 
relations, you know, where you would have usually, um, let's say, um, the United Kingdom, uh, uh, France, yeah. uh, uh, Belgium, and, and other nations, and so of course, there's China, and, and but I said, look, Mexico has amazing manufacturing capabilities, and so does ASEAN. Yeah. So, as however, maybe the African businessman or the businesswoman is not waking up thinking that her machinery, she wants her mach- machinery or electronic equipment uh, to be coming from a, a, a partner in ASEAN. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think it's important that mm-hmm. Dubai plays its role to help facilitate being on the radar of mm-hmm. different uh, business communities. And I think that's something we do very well. Mm-hmm. So you are the ultimate connector. Besides being a trading ground, you're the connector, right? <laughs> yes, yes, uh, definitely. And, and as always, as, as, a, as a connector, we, you always have to add always uh, add more value than cost. Yeah. So Dubai yeah. is always looking at being a very effective facilitator. Yeah. Um, and, and when it connects, it can, it's a meeting point for decision makers. It's a meeting point for exhibitions, buyer and seller. It's a meeting point for product and port and, mm. and, and, and transport solution. And, and even it's a meeting point as well for idea, entrepreneur, yeah. Yeah. and new digital ideas that, and innovations that are coming and maybe venture capitalists as well. Mm. So, uh, and it's and, and our size, Dubai looks very big, but if you look at, at the absolute decision-making part of Dubai, where it's businesses, managers, and top management, mm-hmm. it's a very, very mobile and agile place where mm. you could easily connect to somebody who knows the person you need to get in touch with. And reputation spread very quickly as well, good yeah. or bad. And so it's a yeah. double-edged sword, but yeah. definitely it's, it, our speed uh, is a very strong capability in, in terms of being a facilitator. It sounds like a business utopia. You know, every, it's a one-stop center for anything to do with trade. Congratulations <laughs> to, to, have, to have brought it to that level and I'm wishing you a lot more in the next few years. So talking Thanks. about that, the Global Business Forum ASEAN will be the first yeah. global business forum that's focused on the ASEAN region. And it joins two existing uh, GBFs already organized by the Dubai Chamber, your GBF LATAM and GBF Africa. So uh, you've already mentioned why ASEAN is an important um, region, but can you share with us what were the factors behind why ASEAN specifically was chosen as the next chapter in this series? I think, I think it was more of uh, us being ready for uh, ASEAN, mm-hmm. us being capable, and, and so we developed our, our vision in terms of looking at um, the, the emerging markets. As you will notice, we have offices mm. in uh, four in Africa, Ethiopia, Kenya, Ghana, Mozambique, mm. covering their regions, four in Africa and, and sorry, Latin America, in mm-hmm. Mexico, Panama, mm-hmm. Argentina, Brazil, mm-hmm. one in Eurasia, mm-hmm. one in India, two uh, in China. And, and so you will never see us in maybe London, Paris, New York, mm, yeah, uh, and, and, and so we, we have been slowly developing our capabilities to tap into emerging markets. And mm-hmm. so we started maybe with the regions that are, 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 are quite close and we're more familiar with. But then, of course, in the past few years, we have been looking at ASEAN and, and we've been trading again in many different products with our, our partners in ASEAN, mm-hmm. but it has not been formalized and we mm-hmm. thought it's time now with our capabilities, with our experience in doing six global business forums in Africa, we've done one abroad in Latin America, we've done a few here, and, and we said now it's the time we can expand the scope. We have got the formula right, we have mm. got the partnership right, we've done the exp- 
the the roadshow for uh, for all the different uh, mm -hmm. GBFs, uh, uh, which includes mm -hmm. ASEAN. And now we are we are ready also to sort of cater to the requirements. We knew that the capabilities were extremely strong. And I think the relationships are slowly growing organically, mm -hmm. but now we want to accelerate it. And mm -hmm. there has never been a, a better time for us mm -hmm. as UAE, as Dubai, to diversify yeah. and to expand and to look for emerging markets. Because this was part of our the way we did business in the times of my father and grandfather, mm -hmm. where merchants went far and wide to look for business opportunities. Mm -hmm. At some point in time, Dubai, because we excelled as being a facilitator, mm -hmm. we became a very nice very effective comfort zone. Yeah. So now we're trying to change that and push that entrepreneurial spirit to mm. let our businesses go into these regions mm. and not just not just import uh, and finish and re-export. No, potentially open factories, look at uh, areas where you can do assembly, you can tap and sell into that market with genuine partners mm. that you will work with. Mm. So if you had a, a wish list, how, how, what would be a the successful GBF ASEAN, what, what would that be for you? Um, in terms of, of what we want, I think... What would uh, you have achieved? Something that you wanted to achieve then? What would be your ultimate success out of this GBF ASEAN? Honestly, yes? the way I'm looking at it, uh, we have to look at the KPIs. So again, when mm -hmm. I mentioned we have about 3,500 companies from, from the ASEAN region, I would like to increase that and boost that as a yes. testament. Mm -hmm. I would like to, I think there's a, uh, there's about, um, you know, the, the import figures are uh, for Dubai is uh, 2020, about 13 billion. So again, we want to look at the, the low hanging fruits, whether mm -hmm. it's in, uh, it's in, in the food, food security. Again, this is very important, uh, mm -hmm. food security, especially yeah. with COVID, mm -hmm. uh, finished electronic and manufactured goods, uh, entrepreneurship and AI and, and smart technologies. Again, this is the digital economy is very big. Mm -hmm. uh, on our on our agenda. Yeah. So and again, this is uh, the why we have the interactions, why we have offices, why we have the Global Business Forum is to break um, the stereotypes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if, if people might think of one thing or another thing, when if you say we have an office in Brazil, some people will say, oh, Rio or mm -hmm. Carnival or football, mm. and there's a hundred million other facts regarding yeah. culture, business, yeah. manufacturing, yeah. new innovations, new unicorns. So for me, it's very important to, to get a good grasp of what ASEAN, uh, what is the latest and what is the greatest in ASEAN, who are the businessmen that we can connect to, mm. um, understanding the lay of the land and, and family businesses are also Something, mm. that, uh, something that we know uh, in the UAE, in our, in our traditions and cultures. Mm. So we understand that many parts of the world as well there are, we need to know who's who yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and who's, uh, who's in the top five of each sector as well. Yeah, and, and like I said, we want to come out being fully versed and, and aware and capable to take the relationship to the next level, to be able to do delegations mm. and eventually to have a business deal signed, mm -hmm. have more members from ASEAN, uh, yeah. established here and, and looking maybe setting targets between us and our partners and 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 setting some trade figures and working and, and on different avenues so whether mm. it's startups new members trade figures and f uh, awareness and i think yeah. we have to start with awareness being yeah. on each other's radars yeah you need to feel the pulse of this region know what makes it tick right definitely and this is i always say you have to Maybe it's because I like foods, and I always say you have to smell the opportunity. You yeah. have to be there 
in the yes. ground. So hopefully with with COVID, um, you know, slowly, uh, you know, being being sort of conquered bit mm -hmm. by bit with all of us being responsible and, and our governments and our and our business working in cooperation, we'll be able to travel very soon yeah. and we'll be able to physically explore. And, yeah. and it's definitely, uh, again, there is the traditional things that every nation is known for, even in the business sector. Mm -hmm. And we are also looking for the non-traditional. What's new? Mm -hmm. What would surprise us? Yeah. Where are the, the secret uh, unicorns that maybe not everybody knows uh, that's not on CNN, but is quite exactly. aware, you know, exactly. in the local exactly. market. Yeah. And that's, that's what maybe Dubai businessmen are, are looking for as well. Yeah, absolutely. On the 1st of June this year, the UAE Ministry of Economy signed a law allowing 100% foreign ownership of business. Can you give us an insider's perspective on some of the industries or sectors that are ripe for investment in the UAE? Because I, I'm assuming there's going to be droves of investors coming in with that. <laughs> no, uh, definitely. Um, in terms of the 100% foreign ownership, in 1985, we set up a free zone because we mm. knew that the legislation in the mainland would take time. Mm -hmm. So our free zones already offer 100% foreign ownership, but there was a, a lot of discussion on legislation with regards to mainland 100% foreign ownership. Mm. And that, uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, 13 new sectors in the digital economy, e-commerce space, mm. and a few other uh, industries, they were, uh, they, were, they were maybe the future industries. I think we had 122 activities in 13 sectors. They were 100% owned. And in June, with the advent of COVID, and I, th I think the, the, the government, of course, uh, saw the requirement to, to continue to attract uh, more and more businesses, opened uh, most of the sectors uh, to 100% foreign uh, ownership. Mm -hmm. And we saw this, uh, I think it's very, very important. I mean, a lot of the technology, the, the, the industries of Dubai that we're looking at are future industries. Mm -hmm. Of course, we are looking at the green economy. We're looking at advanced technologies. We're looking at electronics, agri-tech, mm -hmm. health tech, uh, transportation, uh, and everything. Because being a small economy, we cannot uh, compete, let's say, in you know, uh, labor-intensive, high-volume, low-cost manufacturing. Mm -hmm. We know that there are uh, economies maybe uh, around us uh, or you know, even further in China, India, and different places that can compete. So we are looking actually for companies and entities uh, to, to sort of support the very niche economy, very technology intensive economy to be to help us be faster. We're looking at the data uh, economy and the knowledge economy as well. And, 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 and so that those are the main uh, economies, but everything else has, has been pretty much opened up to the, the, mm. the private uh, uh, ownership from you know expats. Mm. So uh, many different things with regards to even visas, uh, the golden visa, which is uh, for 10 years. There's a freelancer visa, there's student visas, retirement visas. So again, Dubai has really opened up and the UAE has really opened up its gates in terms to attracting, of course, yeah. some of the best of the best, including the, the smartest students, the best scientists, mm, artists, yeah as well as businesses, doctors, professionals, engineers. So again, one of the best things that you can attract and retain is talent. Yeah. And again, and, and part of it is the lifestyle you afford, the ease of doing business, yeah. how easy it is to have education, have healthcare, how secure uh, Dubai and the UAE are in terms mm. of you compared to the, uh, uh, the global standards, the healthcare. Yeah. So again, there are many different industries, but again, the most important is the culture, the lifestyle, 
you cannot copy paste that overnight. Yeah, uh, the course. culture of Dubai has been slowly cultivated from, I don't know, 100 years. And then the 50s and the 60s, we saw some Europeans come in the 80s. You know, we saw people from India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Philippines, and then slowly just diversify to 192 nationalities. And that slowly blended. That wasn't in a year or two. That was in a copy-paste. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about uh, Dubai, whether you're just visiting, living, or doing business. You can mm -hmm. really feel at home operating here. Yeah. And that's amazing because um, there's a lot of confidence in the kind of policies that Dubai makes. They only have 100% ownership. Most uh, countries don't do that because they feel that whatever technology or you know patents are, then they go all, they go back and then you know you don't have that. So that's that's this kind of intense confidence that Dubai has. The other thing is with your zero tax. Uh, so I would like to ask a little bit about that. So you have um, corporate pay zero tax uh, and uh, this whole zero personal tax. Could you be able to explain that? Because there's also a lot of confidence in telling them you don't have to pay a tax. And <laughs> the next question would be: yeah. So how would the revenue for administration be generated? <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you asked that. It's, <laughs> and it is something sometimes that we forget. And that's why sometimes it's hard to convince our businesses to go out. Um, um, yeah. Dubai, <laughs> Dubai uh, the UAE does not have, uh, it has a value added tax, which was introduced just a few years ago, which okay. is 5%. Mm -hmm. So it's quite, it's one of the lowest in the world. So it's, it's, it's pretty good. And in terms of, uh, there is no corporate tax, mm -hmm. there is no income tax. Mm -hmm. uh, so the VAT is the only thing and it's only 5%. Mm -hmm. In terms of the revenue that the government generates, I think the government of Dubai and the leadership is, sees it as that every entity should run a very tight ship. They should provide value adding services and then they charge fees. So the, uh, the fee structure is in a way is if you want a service, you ask for it and you pay for it. It's not a blanket tax that you get and you don't know, you know, if, if you mm. can complain about the service, if you're happy about the service or, so it's very, very particular to you want a service, you request a service and then you pay for it. And so that's how, of course, uh, the government entities, they generate uh, and one of the many ways that they generate uh, their incomes. And we, again, do this in a very efficient way. We mm -hmm. have a system here in Dubai called the Government Excellence Program, mm -hmm. where every year, every government entity has to sort of compete, has to be ranked from the top to the lowest, has mystery shoppers, has uh, 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 and customer survey programs monitored by the leadership's office. So again, Fantastic. it's not a service, even because you, you, you might have to come to us for this service, you don't have a choice. But still, that never gives us the false security. Our leadership always makes sure that we are in the top uh, tier. And, and, and if you score 85% satisfaction, that, that's not great. Now they're pushing to have satisfaction in the 90s and above all the time. So, so again, uh, and that's because we are, we are small, we are a service economy, we are a knowledge economy, and so we have to be fast. We have to yeah. be very yeah. proactive, and we have to please and delight our customers. I'm sorry, I'm just so gobsmacked. <laughs> that sounds like the ideal way to run any country. Absolutely spot on. I, I no, think you should I, write a book on that. <laughs> well, there is. I mean, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, uh, the Vice President and Prime Minister of the UAE and ruler of Dubai, mm -hmm. he had a book called My Vision, where he looked at different things and he looks at metrics and he himself uh, follows the, uh, the, the saying, you know, manage by walking around your office. 
So mm-hmm. he makes sure that he does walk around all of Dubai, which is his office. Okay. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, this program that I spoke about yeah. has been there for over 20 years. So these values have been transformed from one man and one vision and one sort of leadership technique to a full, uh, you know, over 100,000 employees. And even wow. when you when you register for your smart employee app, which is the government uses for all the employees, mm-hmm. there is a pledge there about how every employee pledges to be the most productive, the most helpful, the most committed, and how he will ensure that he always represents the image of Dubai in the UAE. So His Highness makes sure that you have to click it and, and say that you will commit to this vision. Oh, wow. This is so, so well planned and well thought out. That's probably the secret of your success. Because people feel safe. When, when your, administrative, your civil administration is so efficient, and, and I think investors feel safe because you have consistency in your policies and you know that the government has your back and you don't have to go through so much bureaucratic tape, you know? No, this is part of, of what we have always done as Dubai Chamber. We act as, mm. as the, the voice of, of the business community. We represent, support and protect their, uh, their requirements. Uh, but the government uh, is definitely a very proactive uh, one. And I think yeah. that is a very, yeah. very... Uh, tough combo to beat, yeah. and uh, yeah. and I think so. A lot of what we do here is is complementary. The business community engages with the government. The government engages, and we're all in one small boat, and we recognize that. Mm. So we have we have to help each other, and that I think has come out of living in the desert, mm. even before we had oil. Mm. So that formula is still embedded in the UAE and in Dubai, and because we are small, we always have to look for the next thing you know when you when you are the youngest brother or sister yes yes you know yes, you, I you have much older and tougher brothers and sisters who might be able to you have to use your mind you have to yes. be quick yeah exactly resilience you have to make sure that you're thinking on the you know on your feet you can't afford to fail excellent i love this so about okay. you uh, omar a large part of your role involves managing your international offices in select countries which you use to maintain ties in key markets. Now, what about the reverse? What advice would you share to those looking up, looking to set up offices in Dubai? Well, I think it's very important now. We are very digitally connected these days. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, about now 12 offices across 11 markets that speak nine languages. So mm-hmm. um, we're as Dubai, and this is just a reflection of other, um, other companies, other entities where you see many offices managed from here to the outside. And this is a great opportunity, again, uh, to use Dubai as your service center, as your operational uh, hub into Africa, North Africa and Sub-Saharan, mm. into the GCC in the Middle East, <clears throat> excuse me. But very importantly is now, before coming into Dubai, before you travel as well, engage with us. There are mm. so many partners here from the government, the Department of, uh, uh, of Economy and Tourism, uh, Dubai Chamber, and many other partners, just to click away. Mm. And now virtually we can speak, we can understand your requirements, and then we can even recommend uh, which, which if you want to be in the mainland, if you want to be in the mm. free zones, what are the pros, what are the cons, we can introduce you. And even because of COVID, some of the free zones, for example, have started uh, a company set up done virtually, mm. and then you can finish it whenever you decide to actually move here. So again, there's a lot uh, to understand about Dubai, uh, but first, it's important that we understand your business, 
and then we can recommend where's the most ideal. So it depends if you're in a full service, education, mm -hmm. healthcare, if you need air logistics, or if you need land, or you need multimodal, or mm -hmm. if you need to be connected to the seaport. Mm -hmm. There's so much happening here. Um, there's always a space for you, but it's important that you connect with us because it's very easy. We forget sometimes. We know everything about Dubai. We yeah. know so much about Dubai. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's easy for us to forget somebody new coming in to yeah. the market might be overwhelmed. Yes. So as a chamber, we are one of your best friends and, uh, and we are unbiased as well. So we are, we are agnostic about where to go and, and mainland or yeah. with the free zone. Right. So we will give you our very unbiased uh, opinion and advice. Hmm. So all they have to do is just get in touch with the Dubai Chamber of Commerce, send you an email and then someone will take over and, and follow through. Yeah, we start the conversation again today, or the Global Business Forum is not is not just a one hit wonder. Mm. It's not a hit and run. It's uh, actually a, a kicking uh, off point for mm. the relationship. So mm. once we engage, once you start to engage with us, we can introduce you to our partners. We can introduce you to our free zones, and I think uh, and I think some of the best places to connect is also through your own chamber mm. uh, for them to mm. introduce us through your embassy or through mm. our embassy. So it's always it's always really good to be introduced to a known and trusted partner. Um, so again, we can get a lot more done before you even travel to Dubai. We're more than uh, uh, capable to do that for you. Fantastic. So can you tell us the top five things on the wish list of UAE entrepreneurs looking to invest in ASEAN? Well, uh, I think for us, it's always a problem of knowing where to start. <laughs> you know, imagine yeah. you go to a, a restaurant and somebody gives you a menu of so many cuisines and you just, you're so hungry, but you don't know where to start. And I think, Carbohydrates. <laughs> 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 exactly. That's where I usually go. Me too. My size. Uh, but, but I think we're looking uh, to understand how, how uh, the market operates and how we can set up. If we, for example, sometimes I would say, I would look, I would look, for example, at India or China. Mm. Most businesses will understand what they know from perception and they will look at the size of it mm. and go, oh, oh, too difficult. I'll stay in Dubai. I feel mm. safe. And if, but then if I, you know, if I say, wait a minute, well, the ease of doing business is not ideal for the overall region in comparison to Dubai. We're going to connect you to the top five performing cities. Mm -hmm. and the, the most proactive cities, and then we will connect you to the, the, the act, most active chamber, and then we'll connect you to somebody who is potentially a, a great partner for you, for your products in that region, which is known for manufacturing, let's say, electronics or tires mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or whatnot. Then the, the, the choice becomes simpler. So I think that's the most important thing. I think we, we want to understand what is available and educate our, our, uh, our markets. So that will have to be done on, in global business forum, but then eventually we slowly have to break down each country, each sector, each region, and then our connections to that city, instead of to the overall minister, let's say we go to uh, a mayor, or then mm -hmm. we go to mm -hmm. a chamber president in a, a very well-known manufacturing city, mm -hmm. and then we talk to the, the top producers in there, and then it becomes a localized connection, and yeah. then there's trust there. Yeah. And there's a bit of confidence and you're not overwhelmed with the size of, let's mm. say, Vietnam, Indonesia or, or Malaysia. So if you look at it, if you look at, uh, you know, uh, the market population, it's huge. Yeah. We need a market. We are yes. a small country, for example, of 10 million. Right. 
and we have uh, 668 million. <laughs> so, so uh, the market uh, is, is a magnet to us. We want yeah. to connect to the market, and so, so we're looking to understand the setup costs, uh, how it is, how we can project um, the the setting up. You know, sometimes you have to draw a picture for yeah. an investor. Sometimes you have to explain uh, the system in Dubai is this way. The system in Malaysia, for example, is that way. Yeah. However, um, uh, so you here you don't have uh, tax in one place. You have tax. However, the cost per labor is lower here, or mm. the cost for real estate is lower. The cost for power. Yeah, so again, right. you have to sometimes handhold, and that's why we will, we're going to have offices there. Mm. Um, and again, the markets are something we want to tap into, mm. and I don't think we've we've been brave enough. I think we we have a few people who've gone, but we ourselves, I think. Uh, need to be less shy, and so we have to have that entrepreneurial spirit. We want to, in the same uh, occasion as an outcome, we want to also connect on every level where we are. Our, our ministries talk to each other, our cities talk to each mm -hmm. other, and our businesses talk to each other. So in parallel, we do all these unlocks to Absolutely. suddenly, you know, we you have, oh, we have enough flights. Mm -hmm. We have uh, our ships going back and forth. We have visas on arrival. Uh, yeah. You know, we have uh, free zones or non-free zone options, and then we have the awareness, and then we tell our businesses and your businesses, yep. you guys have no excuse. Absolutely. We've done everything, we've opened every mm. door, yeah. uh, and then just monitor, like I said, the number of members, the bilateral yeah. uh, connections, and do a few experiments, and the most important thing is the success stories. Yep. You know, success attracts success. Absolutely. A lot of the times... Uh, business success takes you plant the seeds and maybe you'll hear about it in a year or yeah. two years sometimes mm. we find out by accident yeah. but we find out but we mm -hmm. tell our businesses please tell us when you have a successful story yeah. please tell us when you have a challenge but we want to market the success stories and we've done studies we've done white papers now uh, on ASEAN which we can share and circulate but that is very important perception Absolutely. to reality that's what we want to change you've got to document your successes so you get more successes you know, there's there's always this thing called the fear of missing out. Or oh, FOMO. To, yeah, yeah. FOMO, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and sometimes that today, uh, there's so much information coming in and out and everywhere, and everybody thinks they've seen it all. Yeah. So sometimes you do have to raise the flag and create a fear of missing out moment yeah. where you show a competitor saying, hey, your uh, your your friend who is in the same industry, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, in, and you're losing out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they'll be like, oh, the competitive juices start rolling, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, that, so, if, so you don't have any offices yet in ASEAN. So, so that's one of the plans to be able to have, to, to have Dubai Chamber of Commerce setting up offices in ASEAN. Am I, am I getting that right? Yes, we mm. are definitely looking at uh, mm. Vietnam, mm. Indonesia, mm. Uh, uh, Malaysia and, and Thailand, you know, mm. as, as, our, as, our, as our, our hubs. And again, um, the... The, the, the location of the offices does not mean that that is the exclusive place that they will okay. stay. For example, our offices in Panama, uh, uh, and they cover Central America and the course. Caribbean. So if there is any activities, and uh, you know, we they go where the action is. The, I call them yeah. business concierge or business commandos. So, yeah, so if there's an exhibition, if they are in, in Vietnam, there's an exhibition in Malaysia, you tell them, all right, uh, go across. And we always, you know, always engage and hire uh, locally as much as possible, people mm -hmm. who are very good, aware of the culture, the language. Yeah. And, and again, we create, we want to create these relationships because sometimes I know that we have delegations with leaders and businesses and we meet 
And then we go away with great intentions, great momentum, great motivation, but we get distracted in the world. Yes. So then we have to put a little office, and I always say that three letters, F-Y-A, for your action. So whatever we agree, I don't want to come back the next year saying, oh, did we do anything that we agreed to? And we go, no. (laughs) And I don't want to say, inshallah, next year. Yeah. I want to to put somebody accountable, and that's what the chamber is committing, Mm. these resources at the highest end, you know, where they have the global business forum at the apex, and then all the way to the ground where we have the yeah. offices mm. executing and following up. Yeah, absolutely. Because so many times you have great ideas, then the momentum is lost because you go back to your daily bump and grind and you don't want to miss out on that. <laughs> I, think, I think all of us in the world are suffering from ADHD because there is so much information, but absolutely. I believe that there's so much um, unnecessary information, distracting information, and usually uh, doesn't help a businessman or a businesswoman mm-hmm. take a critical decision. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's and it's so. And I think we want to be and, and channels like yourself, uh, where things are more long form, mm-hmm. where we can really open up a topic and really mm-hmm. talk about issues. We yeah. that is the key to really get different information, alternative, yeah. and to decision makers. And so continue. they can actually say, yeah. exactly, they can have a call to action. They say, yeah. I heard you talk about one, two, three. Yeah. I picked up uh, the call or I emailed you and I'm taking action Absolutely. regarding my business. Yeah. We must have the sustainability uh, of pushing it through. <laughs> exactly. If, if I see something, let's say, with all due respect on CNN and mm-hmm. on other places, it's not really a story I could usually do something about. Yeah. We prefer to be on the level where a businessman or a businesswoman sees an opportunity, an event, or a potential contact, and they just pick up the phone and take action. You make yeah. it a reality. Yeah. I'm so invigorated with this talk. <laughs> You're an absolute <laughs> pleasure to talk to. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience? Those who are coming to visit you in Dubai, for those who are not, who are just looking at what you're saying and going like, you know what, I'm going to try doing something now because I have the FOMO. <laughs> well, well, um, no, definitely. I think one thing that um, I want to highlight, is, of course, is coming back to Expo. Um, this is definitely a very, very uh, unique moment in the history of UAE and Dubai. And uh, Expo, again, is we are very proud of what we are achieving. Yeah. Dubai Chamber is uh, Expo 2020's uh, official business integration partner. And as I said, we've, we are having about, uh, we organized almost 20 events some of them already executed, some still in the pipeline, nine thematic weeks in the Expo, mm, yep. uh, thematic weeks as well. Um, and there's so much happening, and I think you have to really come and see what is going on, because yep. sometimes, again, being here, we are used to the way we do things. Mm. Uh, but the feedback we are getting from people from Mexico, Brazil, uh, uh, Poland, uh, Ukraine, we have so many businesses coming from all over the world yeah. uh, that are, are, are so impressed Mm-hmm. by what we are pulling together and again when we do when i say we i mean the all of the world the 192 nations we're all doing it together it's really a meeting place for the minds that's a really the world's biggest brainstorming session yeah. and i think it's really going to light up the spark for the recovery of the global economy uh, and, uh, and and you have to see it to believe it in terms of what was executed how flawless everything is for the business community and i think because of what has happened because of the challenges of COVID. I think a lot of the world is more proactive. The UAE is very open as we're talking about all the different legislations. Innovation, startups, scale-ups are big on our agenda. Mm-hmm. We, are, we have our own uh, device startup hub 
where we, we channel in from the international markets a lot of the well-known startups to platform and, and pilot here in Dubai. We're very proud of that. Mm -hmm. And again, then to go outside. We have so many different activities, such as the Global Business Forum for ASEAN, yeah. the one for Latin America. So, so again, you really have to visit it. And I would like to invite every businessman, a businesswoman, and even student to actually see what's going on because um, it's it's beyond the expectations. We've already, I think, in the first six weeks, hit I think three million uh, visitors at Expo. The hotels, just as an indicator here, are uh, are at almost full capacity, three times the price of the summer. That shows in terms of uh, in terms of the activities. But we have about uh, I think uh, uh, if you you know a large number of hotel rooms here, about over a hundred thousand hotel rooms. So. There's a lot of capacity in terms of the, the, the flights in the news. Recently, Emirates Airlines announced mm. they're hiring uh, 6,000 employees. Wow. Uh, flights are opening up from Fly Dubai. You're seeing the banners. So everything Sheikh Mohammed said in the recent government awards, you mm. know, it says Dubai is back in business. Yep. Alhamdulillah. You know, and, yeah. and that was it, that those few words. And everybody's just now focusing on keeping the acceleration, the momentum, and not letting any opportunity pass. So... I think it's very important for our business partners in ASEAN to really be here proactively and to really plug in what is the latest and greatest. Yeah. yeah. There's the traditional awareness, but there are some things. Every economy has facts and information that we were not aware of. Yeah. It's not on our radar. Yeah. And I think it's very important to refresh that. Yes, absolutely. So we will do our best. Voices of ASEAN is going to do our best to promote this and to be able to get as many people from this region to come and visit you. And uh, inshallah, it's going to be great. I think it'll be an experience to ever. And I, and I look forward to welcoming you all. If you see yeah. me, grab me in the Global Business Forum ASEAN. We'll take photos, we'll exchange uh, views. And I look forward also to seeing you here, Beatrice. I'm definitely going to take a photo with you when I see you in Dubai. Make sure, make sure <laughs> you bring your selfie stick because whoever comes yes. here, once, they, once they're here, they're in love. They set up, they even get married sometimes here. I've seen many people who said they were coming for five days and they spent a lifetime here. So bring your selfie sticks, let's shoot some videos because everybody becomes an ambassador of Dubai. And what we have here belongs to the world. We are really the global village. Yeah. Thank you so much, Omar Khan. It was an excellent interview. I feel so invigorated. And um, we'll see you in Dubai. We'll see you in the Global Business Forum, Asian. Voice of ASEAN thanks you for your time and we'll be uploading a recorded version of this dialogue in our portal for those who missed it. Thank you everyone and see you in the Global Business Forum ASEAN 2021.